Hey, Jose, check it out. We are back live on LinkedIn. I love it. And let me props to you for that pretty badass intro right there. <laughs> I am the fingers, man. I don't know how you do it, man, but I definitely appreciate that. Um, and listen, so we are live. Uh, Jose and I are live now on Tuesdays because this is a transition talk Tuesday. Everyone's got their pretty cool stuff, but we said, you know what? Let's share our experiences. Um, we haven't been retired or left military that long, but let's share some experience and bring some guests on too. So, so Jose, today, well, hey, you know what? Welcome, Jose. <laughs> Thank you so much, Matt. It's great to be here. Really looking forward to engaging with you and our listeners and viewers out there. Really looking forward to their comments as well. Hey, so here's the question of the day. You you can chime in. You can you can put in the text or uh, your comments where you're um, watching from. Uh, listen, state, city, area, right? I don't care if it's a room of the house, whatever. Just where are you watching from today? But the question I really want to know is, if you were given one hundred thousand dollars or one hundred thousand connections on LinkedIn, which ones would you take? Now, I haven't figured out polls on this platform yet, but I'm going to figure out polls. Uh, so in the meantime, the question for you, and we'll ask it again, would you rather have $100,000 or 100,000 connections on LinkedIn? We'll ask again, and we'll we'll look at, look at some results and some questions. So, <laughs> so Jose, today is about the top five military transition tips. That's what it's about. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to sharing these five in hopes that they can help you as you go through your transition for those of you who are still in and looking forward to sharing our thoughts with you to make your transition a little easier. You know, one of the things that somebody told me was, you know, the, the best teacher is experience and going through certain things. But man, if if we can make anything just a little easier for you, I'm hoping we can. And we will. Because we were there, we know how stressful and, and, and anxious it can be to be in a military transition journey. We understand because we were there just not long ago. Yeah. So let's let's get into it. I'm not sure if we're going to drum roll sound effects, but if not, here we go. So number five, this is pretty important. Financial readiness. And it could be anything. But for me, it meant paying down or paying off the the debt what that does for you is it it opens up opportunities you don't need to get a job you'll want to get a job but it's not a need need it's not a need based thing so pay down that that debt you know what yeah i'll tell you i um i was very um financial illiterate if you will and it took me years to figure it out and as i was getting ready to transition as i started thinking about it I luckily had mentors around me that pushed me, smacked me in the head and just said, look, get out of consumer debt because it'll drag you down on the other side of transition. You have so many other things to worry about. Don't let yourself worry about consumer debt that will suck you in. I have so many friends who are stuck with consumer debt, which means in many cases, that they have to take the first job that comes along. And usually it's a crappy job and it's not the job you wanted to have, but because you're stuck in deep debt, you have to take what comes your way. 
And then, you know, your transition and your experience on the other side of the uniform tends out to be terrible. Work on getting rid of your consumer debt. It will free you up on the other side of that uniform transition so that you can do the things you want to do. So debt aside, so now you have that, but as you transition, it's, this isn't Finance Friday. That's a, that's for Friday. So, <laughs> but I, I must say, in a financial aspect of it, get your post-military life insurance before you go through the VA disability process. I we we think about we don't actually we don't think about it at all. We don't think about life insurance in the military for the most part. We just sign our annual recertification every year. Hey, this goes to this person, this person. But it, it's a given. And for $25 a month, you have $400,000 policy, whether you're a, a private E1 or, or general of the Army back in the day. But that's what it is, $400,000. And for many, that's not enough. But what, what gets people during transition is, oh, I'm just going to get my SGLI converted to VGLI. Okay, cool. But look at the numbers. Because if the VGLI becomes unaffordable for some people at age 60, 65, and 70. Mm -hmm. So before you get out, get yourself, just look at, look at it. Call USAA, call AFMA, call United Shield, call somebody, call who you trust, but get that life insurance policy locked in because we're not getting any younger, right, Jose? Yeah, absolutely. So listen, Matt was smart. I was not. And my unfortunate situation was, I'm the guy that's stuck in this situation and I, and it's going to affect me the rest of my life. I want you to not have that experience. Matt was smart in that he was able to secure insurance, life insurance ahead of time. And we don't think about this stuff again, as he shared previous to getting out, but I'm telling you before you go through any of the uh, physicals and that kind of thing, Securing insurance for the long term is a huge, huge benefit because if you're too close or you just think, oh, well, VGLI is going to take care of me, those numbers look pretty good at the beginning. But as Matt said, when you hit 60 and 65, I'm kind of hoping I win the lottery because once you hit 60 and 65, man, it really does become unaffordable. I'm looking at other opportunities, but let me tell you, it is a monster of debt on the way exactly during the years where you don't have the time, you don't have the disposable income to get that life insurance. Those are the years that you want your life to be easy, not focusing on the cost of insurance. So, Jose, I wasn't really smart. I just did what I was told by a mentor. <laughs> I, had a, I had an amazing mentor, Jeff Stitzel. A retired CSM, but he went through the process before me. And I said, I'm retiring. He goes, do these three things. Don't ask questions, get them done. I did those three things, came back to him. Okay, do these three things, get them done. I was reacting. I didn't know what I was doing. My <laughs> retirement was, was kind of fast because I just woke up one day and was getting out. So yeah. again, I listened to a mentor. I would recommend you listen to the mentors as well because they're lifesavers. Absolutely. But again, Jose, we got a bunch of people that said, $100,000. So again, mm -hmm. the question of the day is, would you rather have, and put it, put your answers in the, in the comments, would you rather have $100,000 or 100,000 connections on LinkedIn? Hey, tip number four, Jose, 
Mm-hmm. Personal, personal branding. branding. Absolutely. Go. Yeah. So personal branding, giving yourself the opportunity to use whatever means necessary to become the person that you want to be, to share with the world, this is who I am, this is who I want to be, and developing yourself in a way where you can be of value to others, people can best understand who you are, and you become your own brand, which is uncomfortable because we're used to the words we and us, and becoming I and me are very uncomfortable. But you have to go through that so that you can be successful on the other side of transition. What is a personal brand? So when you think about who are you, mm -hmm. what does you want to accomplish? So what's your personality? What's your identity? What is your expertise? That's pie. Personality, identity, expertise. Absolutely. Think about that when you want to personal brand yourself into what? You're not painting yourself into a corner. You're not, you know, limiting yourself. What is your expertise? If you're a leader in the military, talk about leadership. It may grow into a consultant job or you can open your own business up. There's so, there's so many possibility. But if you're going for work, what value are you bringing to a company? What's the value proposition of you to an organization? What problem are you going to solve for them? These are the these are the things you have to think about as you go through and say, this is my personal brand. Personal yeah. branding takes time, though, Jose. Yeah, it does take time. You know, you don't become a known name uh, just immediately. And, I, and I'll share with you one other thing is the LinkedIn newsfeed is absolutely incredible because it gives you the opportunity to become three dimensional. It gives you the opportunity to become a somebody that people begin to trust, your name becomes valuable as you comment on other people's posts and as you write your own, uh, you know, your own thoughts as you transition. And like Matt said, you know, talk about the things that matter to you. More people than you know are interested in the same things. You don't have to talk about military transition all the time. Just share your experiences. Share what 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 you overcame in your life, personal or professional, mm -hmm. share what you help others overcome. Those are motivational stories and it gets people to learn who you are. And when it comes to creating your content or sharing experiences, first dive into people's comments, share your experiences there. And as you gain confidence, post your own stuff. That is building a personal brand. And it could take a few months to, per to build a personal brand. It's not an overnight success. Not everything goes viral. I don't think any of my posts ever went viral. Jose's has. I know his post went viral. I think it was uh, the Burger King in Iraq. Yep, the Burger King was in that Iraq. One of them. Jimmy, you probably had more, right? That one. That one definitely, you know, resounds. Uh, you know, and it was sim a simple. Actually, it was kind of a crappy photo of uh, a place on you know Camp Arif, John, that many of us transitioned through on our way into Iraq or Afghanistan. And I was really talking about transition and how we need to leave the military behind, take the skills we have and move into civilian, uh, the civilian world. But, you know, really what, what, what made people interested in it was they remembered the emotion that they felt at that spot, going in the emotions of fear, of discomfort, of whether I'm going to see my family again. 
And on the way home, you know, those feelings of elation, of knowing that you were on your way to see family and friends. And so I think a lot of people, um, you know, felt that emotion while looking at that photo. And, you know, that was one of the very first posts that really resounded with people. And it began to, you know, turn me into a name that people remembered, someone that shared, you know, his experiences, good and bad. And that's why you're an epic storyteller. Because it was relatable pose. We we got we understand where you were at the time. So yeah, absolutely. that's personal branding in mm -hmm. a nutshell. Absolutely. So number three, this is important now, networking. My shirt, network equals net worth. Actually, your network is greater than your network, net net worth. If you if you if you truly try it. But when it comes to networking, people think, oh, I'm an introvert. I don't like talking to people. Sometimes if you truly want a career, a second career or a, a next career, you've got to, you got to get out of your shell, meet people. And even I, I got a message uh, last night that somebody saw that I was a connection with somebody in a company they wanted to go work with. They said, Matt, listen, I see you're a connection to his company. Can you make an introduction? Uh, so I, I said, why don't you do it? Mm -hmm. He says, I don't like reaching out. I said, you just did though, to me. So he reached out to me, and at that started the conversation. I connected them. They had they had conversations now already, but it's just you have to reach out. Will everybody respond to you? Probably not. But it's how you approach those. But I know Jose teaches networking right now. So listen, you're the master. You talk about networking. <laughs> well, you know, just uh, just yesterday I posted about, you know, the, there are 74 people that I've sent a connection request to that haven't responded to me over time. But I've had about 5,000 people who did respond, who did accept my connection request. Now, you know, that's nothing compared to Matt and, you know, people that are way ahead of me when it comes to connections. But let me tell you, those 5,000 people, which, which is a big number, and I know that, you know, every single one of them connected with me because they felt, going back to number four, they felt that brand, understood who I was, and were open to connecting with me. And over time, I've grown a trust with those people. Now, I'm not saying person by person, but what I'm saying to you is, as you're networking, you learn from these people and you can engage with them and you can gain from them, even if it's you post something and they're talking in the timeline. And oh, by the way, we like to talk about LinkedIn a lot, but networking happens personally. It happens at the local level. It happens as you meet people at the you know local uh, gas station or local grocery store. It happens in you know networking events on your installation. Networking is key to success, which is interesting. Because a lot of people that said $100,000 over here in the comment section, while I agree $100,000 is a lot of money, you got to think about it. Taxes, you know, after taxes, you're probably only getting about 60 grand. And what's 60 grand in the big picture when you pay off those consumer loans that you might have? Man, you're going to have about $5,000 left. <laughs> so that network of 100,000 connections, especially meaningful connections where you've built meaningful relationships, in my opinion, is a lot more valuable. 
So what Jose was talking about, if you joined us late, and, and a few of you have. So the question of the day is, would you rather have $100,000 or 100,000 connections on LinkedIn? And, and maybe on TikTok, too. We didn't even hit TikTok on personal branding all day. That's another conversation our day, right? But Absolutely. those two platforms, LinkedIn and TikTok, it's where personal brands grow pretty quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, unless you're doing like like the little dance of the day, uh, unless you're really good at it, you know, and you want that to be your personal I'm, I'm brand. I'm pretty good at it, Jose. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty good I at it. I got it. I got it. I think I got it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> hey, so number two, tip number two, and this is the countdown. So oh, we're yeah. from five to two. Number two, upskilling and reskilling. And this can mean your MBA, your bachelor's degree, um, whatever it is, a certification, a, a, a fellowship, something that set you up for success. When I was leaving the military, um, I, I went into the onward opportunity to get my certification in senior professional HR. I'm like, that's what I want to do, SPHR. I'm going to be a senior HR person. That was my dream. I go through the course. I'm like, this is not what I want to do. I was, I was amazed by going through the course. I figured out what I don't want to do anymore. It's nothing against HR. It's all me. I'm a more of a people person, not a law. And that's what the course was about, was a bunch of laws. And so I didn't want to know that. Yeah. Um, laws are great. I don't break laws. But it's just I'm a people person. That's what I want to do. So I got into more networking and, and relationship building than anything. But SPHR, the SHRM, if you want to go with the Project Management Institute, they have PMP, CAPM if you don't qualify, Program Management. There's so many certifications out there. Get with a mentor, network, find a mentor, and find out what is required for the jobs you want. That's what upskilling and reskilling is all about. Go ahead, Jose. I know you got an MBA, so I may yeah. work on mine one day. <laughs> hey, I'd love to hear in the comments section – what certifications you have and whether or not those certifications are meaningful to the things that you want to do after you got them. You know, I've got a friend that's getting a certification. He's halfway through and he's like, you know, he's commented on LinkedIn about, you know, he's like, man, I'm going to finish this, but it's not what I expected. You know, it's kind of similar experience to Matt. And, uh, and that's good, right? I mean, you don't know until you go through the certification itself. You may very well figure out that that's not what you want to do. But I'll tell you, one of the great things is getting with a mentor and figuring out whether you really need those certifications. I've got friends that just get every certification. And I know some friends I, I love because they're like they're like certification kings. I, I have one guy who I taught the certified digital networking professional course to, and he is like a test taker extraordinaire. So he's got every certification on earth um, and he enjoys that. He really likes doing that. But for many people who are focused on a particular area, you may very well think you require a particular certification. And then you figure out in talking to a, a mentor that you really don't need it or it's really not looked upon as important. But one thing I'll share with you, and that is if you don't have a degree, and I'm mostly speaking to the enlisted soldiers here, or service members, I should say. If you don't have a degree of any kind, I highly encourage you to get one. That's one where I'd rather you have any degree than no degree. 
And the reason is there's nothing worse than getting an application and it says it requires a bachelor's degree and you can't check that block. And for whatever reason, that company requires you to check that block. Recruiters always talk about this, how much they hate when their employer you know, uses that as a criteria. Recruiters know that it's a crappy criteria because you may very well have all the right skills for a job. But dang it, if you can't check that block, you just can't get in that front door. And so if you don't have a degree, please work on getting that degree before you get out of the service because I'm telling you, it will pay off big time as you're looking through and looking for those jobs. Jose, I had a, I had a great conversation today um, about degrees and certifications and how equity plays into uh, degrees. Mm-hmm. And it was an eye-opening experience. It was an eye-opening conversation because I – I don't think about these things because in the military, we just got a, we, we all got degrees for free in the military. Um, and it wasn't like everyone had access to it, I, I thought, but it's not the case though. Um, so, and, and here, here, Sarah makes a good point. Get certs, they're free. Mm-hmm. I, I wasted $45,000 my last 10 years in the military because I didn't understand what certs were. I didn't care what certs were. Because I was uneducated. Right now, it is May 24th, 2022, probably. The Army, you have four months to get in a degree or a a certification program. Don't waste your $4,000 a year. Army Credentialing Assistance, Army Ignited, pays for that. I wasted $45,000 only because I did not understand the value of certifications. But people like Chris Teodoro, he understands that. He's educated me on what they mean. And now I have mentors that that say, hey, get these certs. And now I'm working with a company that talks about certifications. I had no idea. So I'm going through three certs this year because now I, I get the value of it. But please, if you're watching this, if you're a leader, make sure your people use, use their $4,000 a year. Don't waste it like this guy did. Jose, did you get search while you're in the military? I got some certifications, but surely I didn't get as many as I should have. And I think back, similar to you, I just didn't know and I didn't fully appreciate the value of them as I was getting out. What what I'd love to know is if any service members are from another service, Matt and I are from the Army, so we understand Army talk. But if you're from the Navy or the Air Force or the uh, Space Force, or even the Coast Guard, I'd love to hear from you in the comments section so that other people can learn about, you know, how their certifications and education program work, you know, where we might just not know. Uh, So I appreciate that. But I'll tell you, certifications, especially in fields, surely technology. I mean, in technology fields, certifications are more important than a degree in many cases, you know. So definitely use your time in service to get those certifications. And if nothing else, you know, use the months that you can do uh, the transition with DOD SkillBridge to learn the things that you don't know in preparation for the career you want to have. Jose, listen, we this has been a great 24 minutes so far. And I don't want to go over 30 minutes. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to cut to – you've got a fan base out here that loves you. Oh. So let's keep <laughs> this going, right? 
But today's conversation is a top five military transition tips that Jose and I think are, are valuable. But the last one, tip number one, let's do it. Here we go. Start early. Jose, people get confused. Well, what start early mean? Well, I can't do SFL tap 12, 12 months from separation. I can't do DOD skill bridge until I'm six months separation. Start early. Here, here's a w- great way to start early. Start now. Yeah. So start now with your financial readiness, your personal branding, your networking, your upskilling, reskilling. Start now. Jose, I know you have some some information for us on this right here. Lay it on us, man. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? In the military, we're always sort of getting out, but sort of not. And so we're not committed to getting out because, well, what if I make the next rank or what if I get the chance to be the commander in my, you know, battalion commander, or brigade commander, you know, I just waiting for that next board, you know, and here's what happens, right? You miss out on the opportunity. In many cases, here's some things that I think about. So a lot of people wait until they're within a year to start making uh, connections, right? And sometimes you wait too long. Sometimes you wait too long to get a degree, for example. That's important because if you miss out on the opportunity to get a degree, it's going to affect life after the military and it may affect your life for a long time. Even if you get in the front door, maybe that might be what, what holds you back from taking on positions that are above that, that you may want to do once you're at the front door. So, so think about that. Certifications. Uh, again, more important than anything is developing the relationships as you're going through the process. By the way, you can do SFL TAP 24 months out. You can do it first because it's like drinking through a fire hose the first time through. And you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand. And then you go back a year later and now you've become to get focused on the questions that you really need to ask. Bring a spouse if you're married because your spouse is going to ask questions that you don't ask. The only thing we're thinking about and focused on is the job. I got to get a job. I got to get a job. That's really what the service member is focused on. Quality of life, schools, life insurance, uh, health insurance, all the important things that that are going to set up where are we going to live? What are the things that we have to worry about when we get there? Spouses think about those things. You don't transition by yourself. Your family transitions with you. So think about those things. Start early, even if you've got plans to continue your career, if that thing happens, whatever it is. If I make Command Sergeant Major, if I get that next level Command Sergeant Major role, I'm telling you, focus on that and focus on, on working early to get those connections and developing those relationships because it will make a huge difference. Jose, I want to get to Sam's point here. Sam mentions 18 months out at a minimum. Listen, that might be your minimum, Sam, um, but really start now. But your, your other point is spot on. Now is better next month. It really yeah. is. So start as early as you feel comfortable with and maybe add a year onto that. Yeah. Because you don't understand what it takes to transition from the military. 
there's stressors, there's anxiety. There's so much going on here. But yeah. um, and and listen, Harvey's got a great point, Jose. Yeah, yeah. Start yeah. early. Don't let your command guilt trip you from taking care of yourself, Harvey. That might be today's comment of the day. I don't know what you get for that, but you get the little star. You get the little star. That is it. That is it. You know, when you leave the military, and I did this too. When we leave, nobody contacts us anymore. No, the army, the, army the air force, rolling along. That that's what it is, Jose. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying the army keeps rolling along. The day you leave, your hole gets filled. Someone takes over for you. The Army, the Air Force, the Navy, whatever service you're in, the Marine Corps, it keeps rolling along without you. And you have to focus on taking care of yourself because no one is more, uh, no one cares about your life, your career more than you. So take care of yourself because it makes a huge difference. And it, by the way, if any of you are a commander out there that are listening to us, give your service members the time they need to go through transition. I got it. You've got missions to accomplish. I understand that. But my goodness, someone can take the place of one of your, especially your stellar soldiers, but ultimately any of your service members. Let me tell you, one of the worst things in the world is to have a disgruntled service member leave because you are leaving a legacy that lasts as long as that service member lives. And they can either be an advocate for the service that you're in or a detractor for the service you're in for the rest of their lives. If it sucked transitioning from your unit, they will hold that against the service for the rest of their lives. Every kid that they run into, they'll say, no way, Jose, don't do this. I got my name in there. Hey, this is wow. a uh, wow, that's a, a big, big comment. comment. I, I had to hold check on, it I'm out, reading this. <laughs> I've seen a lot of recently on unit leadership that doesn't support the OD skill bridge. True, if your leadership doesn't, find an advocate to help communicate value. We all transition from the military at some point. Every leader in a position to authorize transition programs should support them 100%. The single best thing we can do to help the entire force in transition. And in our roles as ambassadors to our communities and companies is support the transition programs. Sadly, the same. I guess there's another part to it. But if we, if we go over time, Jose, it's that <laughs> comment right there. Thanks, Tim. But you're absolutely right. I'm telling you, if you are a leader, please give your service member the opportunity to transition well. You know why? Because when it's your turn, you're going to want to transition right and you're going to expect that opportunity. Don't do wrong by your service member. And Jose, listen, I, I wouldn't even say give your people time. Sometimes just get out of the way. Yeah. Don't hinder them from, from, from doing this because you don't know what to expect because you're not transitioning yet. Let your people do it. They will figure it out. They will get on LinkedIn. They will connect with us. Uh, they'll, they'll figure it out. But just don't, don't hinder them in any yeah, way. Absolutely. But Jose, we are at 32 minutes. Oh That's man. Over time is yeah, yeah. because that comment right there that uh that Tim put on there. So hey, but Tim, it was a great comment. It was a good great comment. comment though. Um, but listen, we're gonna be on here every Tuesday because we care about you and we care about transition. So if it's not me and Jose, it'll be me or Jose and or a guest. We want to hear from you 
What have you gone through? What challenges have you gone through through uh, military transition? How'd you overcome them? Come on here, share your experiences. Reach out to Jose and I on LinkedIn. Say you want to come on the show every Tuesday, 3.30 Eastern t- Daylight Time or Save Center Time, either one. But 3.30 Eastern Time will be on here. Jose, final words, go. Yeah, final words are this. Networking, relationship building, there is nothing more important. Finding mentors, taking care of yourself, and focusing on yourself early, you and your family will make a world of difference. The mistakes you make in transition will linger with you for a long time to come. So make as few as you can as you're transitioning from the service. All right. We'll see you all next Tuesday. Enjoy.